<coughs> we, you know, I mean, we, we just, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, they're what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. One more time. One more time. Hi, this is Neil from New York. You're listening to Present A-Dub. It's time to bear down. Let's get it. Yo, shout out to my boy Neil rapping from NY. We appreciate you rocking with us, bruh. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we will be recapping the Bears' 24-14 victory over the Detroit Lions. And audience, I told y'all the Detroit Lions was trash. The Bears bounced back today. We got this W. A-Dub, talk to them. Yeah, man, we're back in the win column, press. Happy we got this one, man. We're able to pull it off, brother. Listen, back in the building, baby. Back in the building. <laughs> yes, sir. We here, baby. I'm just so happy that we could get on this show today and talk about a W. Because last week, a lot of our listeners was like, man, y'all was so negative. And I'm like, you know what, y'all? I feel you. But listen, Matt Nagy didn't give us anything last week to be positive about. But today, Bill Lazer said, give me that fucking Diddy's fucking play sheet. I got you, Matt. Bill Lazer held it down, brother. Called some good plays, called a pretty good game. Well, listen, before we get into the nuts and bolts of this episode, A-Dub, let's go back and discuss not only our predictions, but I also want to talk about our keys to victory today. We'll first start with our predictions. So in our preview pod, you had the Bears obviously winning because we knew it was Detroit. What the hell else are we going to do today? But you had the Bears winning 23 to 16, and I had the Bears winning 20 to 14. So listen, audience. A-Dub and I, we knew. We was ready for the smoke. <laughs> we knew it was good. We knew it was popping, baby, and our boys came to show it. Yes, sir. All right, A-Dub, let's review some of your keys to victory for this game. So your first key, you had keep the Lions out of the red zone. Talk to them. Bro, I thought we did a good job with keeping them out the red zone. Well, not so much a good job, but the thing is, when they got <laughs> there, we kept them out the end zone. How about that? So I'm going to say this. Your key, we didn't get the key. So I will say that we're going to get into it a little bit later on in the show. I thought that Bears defense, they showed everybody that they're for real because now there's another game where they tightened up when they needed to. But I would say for this particular key, they scored a couple touchdowns there in that second half. So, you know, eh, we'll see. The next key you had a dub was utilizing David Montgomery in the passing game. That key did not fall through, Prez. (laughs) But you know what else, brother? Hey, he was a workhorse. So. No, he was definitely a workhorse. I would say this. Obviously, in our preview show, we talked about how Aaron Jones, he took advantage of that Lions defense in the passing game. That could have been an area that they could have looked at exploiting. But however, in this ballgame, David Montgomery was toting the rock. So I'm okay that this key for you didn't necessarily hit. So I'm okay. Listen, A-Dub, I'm going to say this. You 0 for 2 with your keys, yeah. but I'm okay because <laughs> we got that dub. Yes, sir. I appreciate that, my brother. My first key was putting Justin Fields in position to be successful. And I will say this, A-Dub, Bill Lazor did that and then some in his ballgame today. Yeah, man, he executed very well with that. You know, like the kid didn't take any punishment like that for us this game. So good job, Bill Lazor, playing to his strengths as well. Yeah, he did take one hit that I was kind of cringing when I was in my seat. I was like, oh, can we stop letting him get hit <laughs> like this? Oh. But to your point, though, I think for the most part, this was a great game plan, and this is the game plan that we should have had against the Cleveland Browns. But however, I'm done talking about Cleveland. This game here, Audis, I was really happy with the offensive game plan. Now, however, 
My second key, A-Dub, was utilizing the tight ends. I'm still wondering, when are we going to utilize the tight ends? Because I'm still not seeing it. So for this key, A-Dub, we didn't hit the mark here. No, no, we did not hit the mark, but we hit the wide receivers. So we can roll with that, too. So some of my key storylines heading into this matchup, obviously, who was going to start at QB? Because Matt Nagy kept that shit close to the vest all week. He wouldn't tell us, was it going to be Fields? Was it going to be Dalton? <laughs> anyone, A-Dub, that had common sense. If you see one quarterback that's limited on the injury report, and you got the other guy that's a full participant, I mean, come on. You know, process of elimination. So in my mind, and as we said on our preview pod, Justin Fields is going to be that starting quarterback, and thank God that he did. He balled out today. Now, my second storyline was, who was going to call the players for the Bears today? Now, that was going to be another issue that Matt Nagy wanted to keep close to the vest, right? He wanted to say, we're going to keep that internal. Like, we weren't going to figure it out, Nagy. We <laughs> knew what the fuck was going on today. <laughs> and it's not taking as long as all. After the first three plays, he was like, oh, I know who called the plays for sure. Yes, sir. My next storyline, though, A-Dub, heading into this ball game was, how would Eddie Goldman look at his return? I'm going to get into this more in detail as we talk about this game. But I will say this, Eddie Goldman, I'm just hoping that you need to knock off some rust. But in this ball game here, I wasn't really impressed with what I saw from 91. No, I wasn't impressed with But I think for you and I both, we were like, hey, we have to see him out there because he missed so many games already early in this season. Right, exactly. All right, A-Dub, my next storyline heading into this ball game was, can the Bears' pass rush continue to be dominant? And I feel like we got our answer today. Oh, yeah. They're ready, baby. They're ready. And then the last key. Can the Bears continue their success against the Lions? And that is a resounding, yes, sir. We got it, baby. We'll take that W, as we mentioned before. And I'm going to tell you this. On the preview pod, your boy Malcolm had all his little jokes about Matt Nagy <laughs> being a top coach. And he was talking about how Pencilhead was the, the reason. And what, what did he tell us? <laughs> he told us the new coach is going to be different. Eh, Lions are going to Lions. That's all I'm going to tell you. It's the same old Detroit Lions. Hey, exactly what you've been saying, friends, for weeks. The same old lies, man. That's what we got today. The same old lies. So, obviously, going into this week, you and I were both kind of like, eh, we don't know what to expect. Because Nagy spent the whole week kind of playing games with the media, thought shit was cute, wouldn't tell us who was going to call the plays, wouldn't tell us who was going to be the quarterback. But as you mentioned, and as I said earlier, it wasn't a rocket science to figure out who was that offense took the field today. Who was calling those plays? I mean, we knew right then and there. That ball was moving. The offense looked good. And I'm like, and I was trying to do, I had zoomed in with my uh, binoculars, bro. I was trying to see what Matt Nagy was doing on the sideline. Were they showing on TV if Nagy was like talking into his uh, headset during that time? Yeah, they showed him talking, bro. But yeah, you can see him looking at plays and things of that nature. But they were showing him quite a bit out, out there. Okay, because I was going to say, from my standpoint, I was trying to look. I saw him with that damn Denny's uh, play sheet, but I was like, <laughs> I'm like, he just better be talking to Bill Lazor just to find get some confirmation now. I hope you ain't calling no goddamn plays now. <laughs> That's what I think he was doing, brother. I hope so, right? That's what it appeared to be. They may be talking to Bill Lazor based upon how everything came out through his lepressor. But yeah, I'm with you there, Prince. I will say, though, it was a couple of those plays that was that happened out there. I'm like, oh, boy, that was Nagy special. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, here we go again. <laughs> yep. Can't get out of the way. <laughs> Cannot get out the way, man. Can't keep his hands clean. Nope. So before we get into the episode, audience, we would be remiss if we didn't break down how our division did today. So we had our Minnesota Vikings. 
that lost again, a dub. They lost to the Browns 14 to seven. So now they have dropped to one and three. We already know Detroit is Detroit. They lost. They're on four. Fuck them. Right. <laughs> but then the Green Bay Packers, they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers 27 to 17. So they moved to three and one. So they're still in first place in the division, a dub. Those suckers there, Green Bay, man. I don't mean to call them suckers, but you know, those guys, man, get some of my last number when they win, press. But hey, it is what it is. Yeah, you were nice about it because I had to call them worse, but I'm keeping things positive today. But Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, we're going to see you on the 17th, bro. We're going to see you on the 17th. <laughs> yes, sir. Got to make it happen for him, man. Make it worse for him. So let's talk about some of the inactives here. So in today's game, to me, it wasn't a secret that Andy Dalton wasn't going to be available. So he was inactive. We talked earlier on our preview pot that Tyshawn Gibson, who was out of practice all week with that hamstring, I wasn't surprised that he wasn't a go. Deion Bush backed him up. But we right. also had Iggy that was out. He was inactive. Jesper Horstead, the preseason hero, was inactive. And then Brashad Perryman, who's becoming the new Riley Ridley, he was also inactive, eh, Doug? You would have thought they probably got an opportunity, but, you know, again, this roster's still loaded with guys who want to play and do some things. So, unfortunately, they didn't get their time out that day. Well, you know, everybody ain't going to suit up now. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> ain't enough room for everybody right now. No, at all. At all. All right, A-Dub. Let's get into it, man. Give me your here comes the boom moment. Your key moment of this ball game today, brother. Let's get it. My key moment, friends, of this game came on our second touchdown. When I saw Montgomery rushing in, friends, and the reason why it was key for me because this highlighted not only Montgomery, his ability, what he's been doing all day, but also the offensive line, friends. You saw big James Daniels in there getting into the action. You saw Cole commit helping out. So for me, that was the here comes the boom moment, brother. Dude, talk about 68 out there. I'm going to tell you, I don't know how he looked on TV, but I was like, boy, he must be blowing people off the ball because I felt like every time they were running, they were getting positive plays. It was on Big James' side, man. It, he looked great out there, at least from my standpoint. Yeah, he looked good, man. Big James is out there moving, folks, Brad. He was getting a good push. And what that does, you already know, it gives Montgomery a chance to, hey, positive yard is going that way. So, yeah, man, James held it down, brother. Yes, sir. Well, audience, my here comes the boom moment comes with a guy that I told you guys that it may be close for all of us fans to offer him a public apology, and that's one Robert Quinn. That strip sack that he had on Jared Goff, to me, was the play of the game, and that's the one the reason why my voice is a little raspy right now is that one got me out of my seat today. Robert Quinn, salute to you, my brother, because that right there, to me, was the here comes the boom moment. Robert Quinn has been earning his money. I will give him his props on that part. I didn't know he was coming in looking like this season, but, man, as he's showing us that he got a lot in the tank left, he's gonna he's showing up for us. So I will give him props. That was a big-time play for us. Big-time play, big-time strip. Hey. And it's a thing, too. This is now multiple games. We see 94 out there making things happen. And guess what? What do you see this happening on the other side of the field? Not that Robert Quinn's making plays. Khalil Mack is making plays. Huh. How about that, A-Dub? Mm -hmm. How about that? They're making a big difference. Matter of fact, they're leading the way for us. They're making the game look much easier for the other guys on defense because they're getting home, man. So when they're doing that for us, that changed the whole scope of the defense. Yeah, but this is the thing, too, A-Dub, my point, though. You can't key on Khalil Mack when Robert Quinn is coming off the other side and getting home. Right. So now that's freeing up 52. And now yes. when you got 52 being freed up, good luck to you, Jared Goff. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So now, hey, you're going to get hit both ways now. Got you guys thinking twice. And on top of that, A-Dub, 
Another reason why I've been so excited to see Robert Quinn stepping up like this is it's taking pressure off of that secondary, bro. It really is, friends. It really is. Guys, like you said, can't load up on Mac. And I think that's a good thing for us. All right, A-Dub. So I got to ask you. You knew the Lions were in trouble when today? I knew they were in trouble, Perez, when we scored our first touchdown. I said, this might be a long night for the Lions. They look like they're not going to be the stop our offense this game. And that's why I thought it was going to be a long night for them. So I would say this, A-Dub. When I looked at that game today, I knew the Lions were in trouble. <laughs> when they had that 10-play drive late in the fourth quarter. Now, I know there was a lot of people that were sitting by me in the stands, and they were worried because the game was, what, 24-14, and the Lions were starting to drive it down the field a little bit, and they got all the yeah. way down to the eight-yard line. But guess what, yep. A-Dub? On fourth and one, that Bears defense got the boys off the field, and I said, yeah, shit's a wrap right here, son. Shit's yeah, it was a wrap, man. Yeah, so for me, those dudes were cooked at that moment in that game because they had a chance right there to cut that lead down to a one-possession game, and there was still some time on the clock. But that yep. Bears defense got the shit done. They got it done, Perez, at the right time, too, baby. So, all right, A-Dub. Now, we were really critical of Matt Nagy last week. We were critical of that offense. But listen, audience, we about to hit y'all with all the good that we saw out there today. So, A-Dub, what you like about the game plan on offense today, my guy? What I liked about the game plan, Perez, is that we stuck with the run. We did not abandon Perez. So I thought part of the game plan was to establish Montgomery. I thought we did a good job for doing so. Made Phil's job a lot easier. You got to think about it. Not to like beat a dead horse about last week, but that shit was dismal. We talked about it. The Bears, not only just this season, but I would say a majority of last season, they were looking to establish rhythm on offense. Hasn't happened this season until today. And right. so when I liked about this game plan to the point that you made, I love the success we had in the run game. We came out running the ball well. I mean, those first two touchdowns by David Montgomery, shout out to him, right? Right. Carried the ball 23 times. And what do I always say, Dub? I say, if David Montgomery doesn't tote that rock between 20 to 25 times a game, it's a fucking crime. He got 23 on today, baby. Definitely. Could have got more had he not got hurt. But you're right, Chris. I see your point there. You're right. He's a guy that can definitely carry the load. Also, too, look at Damian Williams. He scored his first touchdown as a bear. And he had eight carries for 55 yards. So when you look at that, we did a great job of pounding the rock today. But I'm sorry. What I think about this offense and what happened well was the play calling. The play calling was much improved, A-Dub. Now, Matt Nagy didn't want to answer the question directly to the media after the game, but he confirmed that Bill Lazor took over the play calls. But guess what? Correct. That wasn't a worst-kept secret. And you even called it on the last episode. You were like, he's got to turn that shit over. And Matt Nagy did, because this is the thing. Matt Nagy knows your job is on the line. You're on a hot seat. And listen, this was a must-win game. I don't care what anybody had to say about it. If we would have ended up being one and three, and if we would have lost to the Detroit Lions, could you imagine how talk radio would have been burning up this week? Chris, at that point, I don't think the front office had any choice but to let Nagy go at that, losing this game, because this is going to be all hell's going to break loose again. This is going to be worse this week than it was last week. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing to keep in mind, audience, I would say the play calling from the first half to the second half was a little bit different because in the <laughs> second half, I feel like the play calling changed. The offense looked a little flat. So I don't know what happened there. But I would say that first half, A-Dub, I was very happy with what I saw out there. 
Yeah, I'm with you there, Perez. The first half definitely looked like we were very aggressive. We were in attack mode offensively, Perez. It looked like Bill Lazy was calling those plays. So you're right. Second half, we kind of took our feet off the gas a little bit. So it looked like more Nagy had his scenes involved in that. So, yeah. So we'll never know. I would definitely put a lot of money up that Bill Lazer was probably <laughs> responsible for the first half of those play calls. You know what I mean? So I believe so. Shout out there. One of the other things that I was really happy about offensively is that we dodged a major issue there because David Montgomery went down in that fourth quarter, A-Dub, and I was going to say for my seat, I didn't know who it was at first. And then when I saw 32 limping off the field, and I, man, my heart like kind of like jumped down in my stomach a little bit. I'm like, no, not him. Because I couldn't tell yeah. who it was when he first went down. I'm like, oh, man. But after the game, they said that preliminary test said that it might just been a hyperextension of the knee, nothing structural. So we dodged a major bullet there, brother. I'm happy about that, Chris. So let me ask you, A-Dub. We talked a lot about Justin Fields. We talked about him in the offseason. We talked about him so far early on in the season. How'd you think he did today? Because I thought that Bill Lazor put him in some decent shots to succeed, but I love that they took so many shots down the field, they dug. I like what they did for him. They kind of opened the field up for him, Prince, to let him make good decisions. He was able to see guys open like Mooney, A-Rob. He was able to hit those guys, man, in stride. So I thought he did a very good job at reading the defense and seeing what was open and taking advantage of it. Let's be honest here. When you think about this now, so last week, the guy took a beating out there. And this game right here, I think he showed you just why he has such a bright future and why this fan base is so high on him, bro. And I'm telling you, again, that downfield passing attack today was a thing of beauty. The Bears had five plays over 20-plus yards. That was something that was non-existent in this offense before today's game. And one of the things that I've talked about on this podcast over and over again is Justin Fields' deep ball accuracy, and we saw that today on display. That deep shot that he took to Darnell Mooney I damn near lost my mind. I looked over. I was like, where's A-Dub? Oh, man, I need a money moon right here because that shit was a nice-ass play. That play right there, Prez, and I saw it happen, that big play gap with money moon. I was like, money moon! We back, Get him. baby. Get him, baby. Get him. I mean, my boy, man, just the fields kept him in the game, saw that he was actually getting that separation for us and wasted no time at targeting him. So I got to give, man, just the fields and money moon. I like this relationship here for us. They can only get better, brother, from here. Listen, that's only the beginning, because this is the thing that we talked about in preseason. We said there's no reason that they cannot take those deep shots to Money Moon all season long. And i tell you one thing. With that game that Money Moon had today, A-Dub, that prop bet that you and I took for the season is looking pretty yeah. damn good right now, son. <laughs> yes, it does, friends. That also crossed my mouth. So I got to text my man, friends. Hey, look, bro. And I failed to do so, but I was like, man, this is looking real good. The bet we made, man. So, hey, it looked promising, brother. Look promising. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has a week five offer every football fan should jump on. New customers can bet just $1 on any NFL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. The last 0-0 tie in the NFL was 1943, so I'd say this is a no-brainer. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN Throw down a dollar on any NFL game 
and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a point. That's promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania only. This offer is for new customers only. Minimum of $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Now back to the show. Let's flip to the other side of the ball here, A-Dub. So when it comes to the defense, the defense showed you today why they're a top 10 defense in this NFL. What do you like about the game plan on defense today? The game plan on defense, like we were going to try to pretty much limit these guys running the building. We really were trying to do so. But again, they still got some yardage going on. But we just say, hey, look, we're not going to let these guys get in the end zone. We're going to do everything we can to keep these guys out the end zone. And I thought the Bears did a very good job, Perez, in that red zone that I mentioned earlier. No, no, you're right about that. And also, the defense continue to make plays, bro. Yeah. Think about it. The defense last week, we played from behind. And they were under pressure most of that game to try to keep that offense in the ball game. But in today's game, they were playing with the lead. And this Bears defense is tough when they have the lead. Because when they have that lead, they're not going to fucking turn that shit back over to an opposing team. And that is the thing right here. When you look at this Bears defense, we created two more turnovers today. Sack Jared Goff four times, A-Dub. I was so fucking pumped up, man. So pumped up. My boy Travis Gibson got a sack. Your boy Roquan got a sack. Robert Quinn got a sack. And how about that boy Khalil Mack? 5'2". He's a bad man. I told Malcolm he was going to play in the game today. You did not. Hey, look, neither of these guys disappointed at all, Chris. They came ready to play. Even when the truck was getting yards, we knew our defense was still standing strong, Chris. They didn't quit, man. On third, they made an impact. On fourth, they made an impact. These guys were ready to play, Chris. Now, this is the thing, though, A-Dub, because that's a great point. That defense today, it was that bend but don't break type of model, right? Right, right, right. But when we needed them to make things happen, they did. They definitely did, Perez. I was so happy that you mentioned that play about Quinn. I was like, man, bro, I was so excited about that. And then also, Khalil Mack was like, look, you guys can't leave me out of this. I'm going to have some fun too, Perez. <laughs> when he got a sack, I was like, oh, that's what I'm talking about right there. So you're right, Perez. These guys were hungry, man, no matter what was going on in that game. True. Now, there's one thing that I do need to call out, though, with the defense today. There was some blown coverage out there, and we saw that that led to some points by Detroit. There was that play that they got in the end zone where Ogletree kind of passed the guy off, and the receiver just ran right down to the end zone. So those are some things they're going to have to clean up because that kept the Lions in this ballgame, eh, Doug? It did. Matter of fact, that was Bush Press who missed the assignment on there. You can see he was right there with Ogletree. Bush should have actually stepped back, right? And, and that would been a nice little handoff, right? You take him that, Bush. But Bush stood there, the guy wide open press. Exactly. But I would say this. I'm going to get that defense props, bro, because those fourth down stops they had in this game today, they were huge, my guy. Very critical moments, man. When you keep a team out of end zone press, when they got that close to getting the touchdown, I mean, it was like, they're what, what? On the eight-yard line, one of the times on the fifth-yard line. So we did a good job at stopping those guys, man. So I got to give the defense a whole hell of a lot of credit for that. Yeah, that was the play that I mentioned that I knew that's when the game was over, when it was fourth yep. and on the eight. So, right, yeah. correct. Yep, so, no, definitely there. Now, Hakeem Hicks did leave the game early. He had a growing injury. So when I saw him leave and not come back, I said, oh, that's a miss. But Eddie Goldman, hey, Doug, talk to me real quick what you think there. Because we've been waiting – a year and a half to see Andy Goldman play in a regular season game. So obviously I didn't think that he made much of an impact, 
but just kind of talk through kind of what your thoughts were as you were watching Eddie out there today. When I was watching Eddie, Perez, it looked like Gavin played in quite a while, Perez. It was like, you know what? I still need to get my stamina right. I still need to get my conditioning right. It looked like some of those things are still a factor for him because he hasn't played since he's been off for so long. Mm-hmm. So then you also got to look at the fact of much limiting preseason and all that stuff. So for him, it's going to take a few more weeks. That's what it looks like. Well, I would say hopefully he gets up and going here because we're going to need a heavy dose of him going up against that Raiders team next week, bro. We're definitely going to need him for that week. All right, A-Dub, let's give out some game balls, man. All right, offense. Who's getting your game ball? Shoot, what do you got to do this to me, man? There's <laughs> so much positivity going on the offense that I actually struggled with this, friends. Um, I really <laughs> did. I really did. I was like, okay, you know what? I'm going to give it to, friends. I'm going to give it to Money Moon. Because, you know why I'm getting the Money Moon? Because everybody know what, what your boy Montgomery can do. What we saw was, hey, the, our wide receivers got in on the action. And Money Moon was one of the guys that was carrying us early, Perez, making those big plays with Justin Fields, the excitement that we all want to see. So because the excitement was there, Perez, we got a chance to get a glimpse of it. I got to go with Money Moon. Listen, audience, you heard me crack open that Ken's Lager beer. That was for A-Dub's boy, Darnell Money Moon. Shout out to you, my guy. My game ball, A-Dub, it was tough, like you said. There were so many contenders, <laughs> right? Yep. Because when you look at what Mooney did out there today, bro, he made the most of those targets. He was Justin Fields' go-to target today, bro. He was. And he had a career game. Fantastic game. That 64-yarder, I'm telling you, I lost my shit out there, A-Dub. I lost my shit, bro. I was so happy for Monday Moon. I screamed so loud, friends. I was like, yes! About <laughs> time this season. About time. We need these, you know? This is what we've been expecting. This is what we want. This is what we hope for. This is our vision, friends. When we got Justin Fields to see more plays like that. Well, you haven't hit us with a money moon all season. So it took week four for us to get a money moon out of you, bro. I know, man. I know. But we here now, Perez. We here, baby. We here. And guess what? You gonna give us another one in week five. I'm already seeing it. We gonna see that live, bro. <laughs> we well, gonna see them alive. Listen, you you gonna give them a money morning person, but you're gonna give our audience another one in week five. I'm telling you that. Hey, much, there son. you go, there we go, there we go. That's what I'm talking about right there, friends. Cause the bank gonna be open, baby. Woo-hoo-hoo. Talk that talk, eh, dude. Talk gonna be talk. open. I'm telling you, money moon. Yes, sir. All right, man. So I'm gonna give my game ball to Bill Laser. I'm just gonna tell you this, man. That offense, it was moving in that first half. I was so happy. I was telling people around me, I was like, you know what? When I podcast later. I would be so happy. They were like, man, they were like, you was a little irritated in that Cincinnati game. I was like, yeah, I just, if it weren't for the defense, I knew we weren't going to win that game. Thank God for the defense. But today's game, this was an overall game, A-Dub. I thought we played decently on both sides of the field. And that's why I was like, man, this is a great game today. But I have to look at you, Bill Lazor. You get my game ball. Because the offense looked completely different than it did last week, A-Dub. He used that running game to set the tone. And then when they pushed the ball deep, it was game over out there. There were a few rollouts. I like they had some wildcat going on out there. But it was everything you wanted to see with Justin Fields at the quarterback position. Bill Lazor, you get this game ball. Shout out to you, my guy. Chris, I got to salute you for that pick, brother. Bill Lazor did a great job today, Chris. And you're right. Our offense that we talked about earlier was aggressive, Chris. Our running plays were aggressive. It wasn't conservative, Perez. They were all aggressive. We were in attack mode. And again, Bill Lazor called it pretty good. 
mixed it up pretty well, like you were saying. And also, hey, let Justin Fields lose when he needed to. So I got to give Bill Lazor a lot of credit for that. Yes, sir. All right, A-Dub, who's getting a defensive game ball? The defensive game ball goes to Alex Ogletree for me, Perez. I thought he did a pretty good job for me. I mean, he was everywhere on the field, Perez. He's making an impact in coverage. He was trying to. Pat down, a, a big fourth down. And I know in the first half, he was actually making some good tackles, Perez. He was getting in the backfield as well. So, him, you saw him and Quinn hooking up on a couple of things, you know, a couple of tackles as well as him and Smith. So, Ogletree was out there, man, out there getting the tackles in, brother, making some havoc. So, I'm just going to say this. I have been pretty mixed on Ogletree so far this season. And I've been sitting over here like, man, I can't wait that Danny comes back. Ogletree had quite a fucking day today. 12 tackles, and he had that key deflection to save that touchdown early yep. in the game, right? So that was early in the first half of that ball game. Whenever fucking Detroit was running that football, you saw two guys, Ogletree and Roquan. Those guys yes. were everywhere. So with you there. will Ogletree give this job back to Danny Trevathan when Danny Trevathan comes back? That's the question. If he can sing like this, friends, for another week or so, it's going to be hard to give that position back for us. It really is. But we'll see. I'm not the one in charge of you and I. But, man, it's going to be tough. No, but I'm just telling you, with the way he balled today, and if he continues to play like that, that's tough. That's tough. So we'll definitely see. So I'm going to give my game ball A-dub to Robert Quinn. Now, this is a guy that we had on our list this preseason of a guy that we needed to step up. We said that he was on the milk carton for most of 2020. But I'll tell you one thing. We owe this man an apology, bro. We owe him an apology. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to write letters to Hylas Hall and say, Robert Quinn, we were wrong, man. We were sorry. We're so sorry. Because I'm telling you, he continues to impress. Another sack today, five tackles, a forced fumble, and he hit Jared Goff a couple times in this ballgame, A-Dub. So now Robert Quinn has got four and a half sacks on the season, and he continues each game to get better and better, bro. Man, look, Robert Quinn has been impressive, Press. What I got to say to him is, welcome back, baby. You're right. We definitely owe you an apology. We talked about you, about what you've done wrong, and Press and I can admit to that. But guess what? We're happy to see what you're doing now because we felt that you can do better. We knew you can do better. This is the type of thing we expected from you when we signed you to Chicago. So, hey, you're doing what you're supposed to do, man. We appreciate that. And as I mentioned earlier, we're, as fans, are starting to see that potential of Robert Quinn and Khalil Mack on the same defensive front together. We're now seeing what that looks like. And now you see Khalil Mack out here now making plays. That shit did just happen out of just osmosis. You got Robert Quinn making plays. Of course Khalil Mack's going to start making plays. And guess what? Opposing offenses, y'all better be very concerned because 52's coming for y'all. Derek Carr, we coming to Vegas, baby. We coming to Vegas. You're going to be running for 52 <laughs> all day. You're going to be running 52 all afternoon, sir. Yes, he is. And I'll tell you right now, I know Khalil Mack want to do a good job seeing you guys. You know, it's not the first time we saw you, but so, hey, we're going to ride behind 52. And I'm quite sure 52 is going to get home like Fred's the same. Well, we got to make up for that last time we played them in London when they beat our asses. So we're going to be ready for them. And A-Dub, I'm telling you, I am so excited, bro. My bag's already packed for Vegas, bro. I don't know about you. My shit's already packed. <laughs> I'm almost there, brother. I'm almost there, though. Got a few more things to add to the case. <laughs> there you go. Get it done, son. Get it done, son. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, so who is your bear down, your underperformer for week four? My underperformer, you all saw it live. I thought this man was Webster. 
our punt return. I know he got limited opportunities, right? There's only a few that came his way. But when they came his way, Prez, he'd done absolutely nothing with them. He did not want to catch the football, Prez. He did not want to smoke. You know, I can judge him and say, you know what? Look like he was scared, you know? But again, that's only from what I saw, what it looked like from my, my position, right? But what it looked like is, that, hey, you didn't want no smoke with that. I don't know. I guess for me, I just wonder why he's on the team. You know, I, I've kind of looked at this position with Tariq Cohen being gone when we traded Anthony Miller. We had a big hole here at punt returner. And yep. none of the guys that were back there during training camp, they weren't the answer. At kickoff returner, we know Khalil Herbert's got that job sold up. But punt returner mm-hmm. continues to be an issue here for this ball club. And as long as Tariq Cohen is out, and he's probably not going to take the job back when he does come off the pup list. But I will say, A-Dub, that's a spot-on observation because when I was watching him out there, I wasn't impressed. But I also wasn't impressed last year what we got from the punt return game. This has been a major issue on this ball club. Yeah, we got to figure this out, Chris. We will be do. So, Ada, my underperformer is Cole Komet. So, my key, obviously, audience from the preview pod was we got to get these tight ends involved. And so, while the passing attack was on full display today, what happened to Cole Komet? Did he not get the memo? This man caught one pass today, only targeted three times. What's going on here? He had an opportunity to get a long play there in that game. And I know some people around me were like, oh, the guy, he um, he grabbed Cole. And, you know, it was pass interference, but they didn't call it. I'm like, man, it's excuses. You still got to make a play. Justin gave you a shot there to make a play on that, and you didn't get it done. So Cole Komet, and I'm not just talking about it today's game. If you think about the season as a whole, he hasn't had much of an impact in the passing game at all. And I thought today was going to be a great opportunity for the tight ends to get involved against Detroit. I was wrong. Cole right. Komet, where you at, son? Where you at? Cole Komet is a guy, Frizz, that you and I talked about. Coming into the season, we thought he was going to do well, Frizz. He was only up from last year. And so far, he has not shown us a lot at all. And I was like, man, my boy, <laughs> Justin Fields made a good spin move, Frizz, with a great pass. And this dude go falling down. I was like, oh, no. Come on, Komet. Can't make that happen. You got to catch that, man. Got to catch that. As we look ahead to week five, as we travel to Las Vegas to play the Raiders, my main takeaway, A-Dub, and this is going to be something that's not going to be a surprise to anyone that's listened to this show, but Matt Nagy should have never taken the play calling duties away from Bill Lazor last season. Bill Lazor had that offense moving the ball, and I guarantee you, if you'd allowed this guy to call those plays at the beginning of the season, Hey, we could be three and one right now. Just putting that out there. Because I thought that game against Cleveland was a winnable ball game. However, we can't cry over spoiled milk. But I would just say this. I hope that Matt Nagy has learned his fucking lesson, bro. And I hope that Bill Lazor continues to call these plays for the rest of the season. Especially if Justin Fields is going to be in that starting lineup, A-Dub. Because my question for you is, if Andy Dalton is healthy, do you think that Matt Nagy is going to go back to Dalton? Or do you think that Justin Fields starts week five against the Raiders? Chris, that's a darn good question. I've been pondering that question all day, Chris. If Andy Dalton is healthy, I think that Matt Nagy may go back to Andy Dalton because that's his guy. And, you know, that ego part of it isn't fully gone from Matt Nagy. It's still there, Chris. Even though he really, even though he gave the play calling, I still think the ego is still there, Chris. Even listen to his presser, I can tell the ego is still there. Talking about everything goes through me. Okay, all right. So I still feel that, hey, if Danny Dalton is healthy, he's probably going to go over to Andy Dalton. I mean, I think that's a fair point, A-Dub, because when Matt Nagy's involved, 
it's kind of hard to just rule out anything because while to you and I looking at this as fans, it's hard to justify him going back to Andy Dalton after we saw today. But again, it's Matt Nagy. He was trying to push Andy Dalton back into action this week and the guy couldn't even practice. Those kind of things that it does bother you a little bit. I know it bothers me, friends. When I hear him talk about Andy Dalton, it's like no matter what Fields does, it feels like you still want to go back to Andy Dalton. Fields could have had a great day. I mean, even better what he did today, friends. And you will still get this mindset from Nagy that, hey, I'm still rolling with Andy Dalton kind of a thing. So it just bothers me a little bit. We'll definitely be keeping our eyes on that this week. It's no turning back at this point. Continue to build an offense around this guy. Run the fucking football. We got a good defense. This defense has shown you that if the offense gives them a lead, A-Dub, this defense can close the game out because that's what they did today. We won this game because the defense closed out the Lions. Yes, they did. The defense is telling you that, hey, we can hold up. We get a good lead. So you're right, Perez. I'm with you there, man. All we got to do is play some good offense, man. And I think right now with you and I thinking that, hey, there's no turning back from Justin Fields. Let the kid continue because you're right. The defense is the real deal. Yeah, because in that game against Cleveland, the defense had all that pressure on them. If this defense doesn't have to carry all of the load, we're going to be fine. Because as I mentioned earlier, I thought this was the best game the Bears have played all season on both sides of the field. And this was a much-needed win, A-Dub, because when you think about it, our schedule is only getting tougher. If you look at the schedule, audience, right. look at that damn schedule. Because not only are we traveling to face the Las Vegas Raiders, but think about who else we got. We got the Green Bay Packers coming into town. We're going right. to travel to go play the Tampa Bay Bucks. We got the 49ers coming to town. Ooh. And we got the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is all before our bye week. Now, you all look at that schedule and come talk to me about who you rather be calling these plays and who you rather have back at their quarterback position. Right. Bill Lazor and Justin Fields, those two. And you're right. Those two have shown us that, hey, they can get this offense moving. We played a very good, complete game today. But I'm telling you right now, man, I hope that Nagy ego doesn't get in the way. I hope so, too. I hope so, because we've seen it in the past with this guy. We've seen it. He has to be the smartest guy. He doesn't like when other people are responsible for the success. Because you know right now, deep down inside, this man is somewhere sitting in his bunker with his Denny's play sheet in front of him. Probably like, I could have done what Bill did. No, you can't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Relax, man. You can't do it. You haven't shown us you can do it anyway. Right. You've been many weeks me giving you the opportunity to do so, and you have failed. So Bill Lazor's showing that, hey, I can get this thing rolling. Before we get out of here, Bears Nation, I can't wait for y'all to show Las Vegas what our fan base and what this team is all about. Because we're going to take over that strip this weekend. We're going to take over that strip, eh, dub We are going to take over, players, without a doubt. Bears Nation in the building. And guess what, audience? Me and A-Dub, our tickets are in the black hole. You think we care about that shit? Please. I wish they would. I wish they would say something. <laughs> I'm not trying to hear them. I ain't worried about them. I ain't worried about them. Not at all. I've been doing my push-ups. <laughs> hey, please, yes, I know you've been doing your push-ups. <laughs> that I do know. <laughs> my guy, my guy. <laughs> we all good. Yes, sir. Oh, man, I want to give a special shout-out to our boy, Neil, Big Neil P from NY. He killed it in the uh, trivia contest that we did last year. Shout-out to you, Neil. Audience. We got our Winter Circle episode that's going to be dropping on Thursday, and our preview pod is going to be coming out on Friday. 
So listen, we appreciate all you guys' continued support of these shows. And that Winter Circle show, A-Dub, before we get out of here, our downloads went up 4X on that from the previous episode. So I think the audience is digging what we're doing now with the Winter Circle. So, man, shout out to y'all. Man, salute to everybody, man. We're tuning into that. So appreciate you guys. Well, man, A-Dub, on the Las Vegas audience, we're going to talk to y'all on Thursday. But A-Dub, all I'm thinking about is Vegas, bro. I can't even help it. I can't even help it, bro. The fact that I'm with you, brother, we're going to have a good time. We're going to enjoy it. Yes, sir. Audience, <laughs> the Bears are 2-2 two and two on the Vegas. Bear down. Club Dub is back open. And we're going to get this dub in Las Vegas. We out. Thanks for listening to the Barry Sanchez Podcast. You can find this show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate your continued support of our podcast. Bears Nation, come down with us. Once again.